Well, hello there. It's a weekend update. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Well, it's an interesting uh, weekend. Santos is out. Yeah, uh, they they removed him. I, I don't know what I... I don't think it was a smart move. Well, you know, that's my opinion exactly, because here's what's going to happen. The governor's going to go, ah, special election, even though right. there's not much time left. And I would say there's a 99.9% chance that no matter how the people feel, a Democrat will take that seat, and then that Democrat will be set up for the election come you know, yep. uh, next fall. And all of a sudden, you know, and, and the guy was doing an okay job. You know? And, I, and was, I have to ask myself, would a, a Democratic uh, majority have done that to themselves? No, they wouldn't have. It was a stupid move by the Republicans, which makes me wonder where their heads really are besides up there. I think uh, in their gluteus maximus myself, but that's besides the point. You know, they've been talking over and over again about all the things they're going to do and they're doing. I mean, I just read something this morning, uh, which I thought was interesting. They have... They have requested, or did they subpoena? I'm not sure. I got a House Republicans on Friday demanded all communications between Special Counsel Jack Smith and Merrick Garland's Department of Justice about the decision to indict President Trump. Now that sounds like a big deal, but I also heard that they're almost finished for the year. They'll be going out for a six-week vacation soon. Right. Yeah, they will. I mean, what, another week or two and they're done? Probably next week and that's it. And all the news will be, mm, it'll be what the networks want to tell us. And so they're not going to do anything except go home, stuff their turkey, uh, hang their mistletoe and kiss their own rear ends and uh, wrap Christmas presents for themselves. They're not going to do anything. You know, you, you have to ask yourself, uh, who are they Who are they really there for? Are they there for us, or are they there for some people behind the curtain that we can't see? People uh, behind the curtain, because what that tells me, uh, I think there were uh, two or three Democrats that uh, voted no. Uh, some uh, voted present, and, you know, there might have been six altogether. And some just said, um, not voting, you know, not present. Uh, And, okay, but still, you know, that meant that if the Republicans held in lockstep, they still wouldn't have won it because of the slim vote that there was. They only had a four majority. So they had to hold. So what do they have? They have 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 three now. If if three of them uh, miss an important, you know, a vote for whatever reason, you know, stuck in traffic or something, they're done. Well, I think you know that a good portion of the Republicans now, you can go and look at the vote. I think CNN has it up. Uh-huh. They don't give you the exact tally, but you can pull it up by their name and see it. And those clowns need to be held accountable. Why did you vote that way? Well, the integrity. Well, then, you know, while we're talking about integrity, since you know so much about it, let's get your resume out and let's take a good damn look at it and see if you embellished anything anywhere. Because guess what, buddy? The election's coming up (laughs) and you're on the block next.
And I got to tell you, Bill, I, I saw a story a little while ago before we started the show, which it, it gets your, your blood boiling, okay? I mean, we've, we've talked about the border problem, but they, they showed a video of this guy, this coyote, you know, the guy who actually uh, shepherds the illegals to the wall and then tells them how to get in or helps facilitate them through the wall. And, right. and when I say through the wall, that beautiful wall that Trump put up, uh, they've already cut sections out of it. That means they've had to get torches or something, and they've literally cut pieces of the wall out to make it easier for the illegals to go through the wall. You know, yeah. and, and they even had at one point in this video, a couple of border guards come up and they had their M4s or whatever they carry, the automatic weapon. And they, they allowed it. But they couldn't do anything. They, yeah. they, they threatened the coyote on the other side and the coyote taunted them. He was on the Mexican side, and he, he was taunting them. And when those two border guards went off for whatever reason, maybe it was because they realized if they stayed there, it would only get worse. So they drove away for some reason. And when he drove away, the group of illegals came through. Actually, it was several groups of illegals that he shepherded through the border. And uh, he even at one point, this coyote noticed that the, there was somebody videotaping him on the U.S. side, and he waved to the camera like, "Hey, how you doing? Hey, nice to see you." He knew what he was doing. He he didn't care that it was because there are no consequences at all for anybody. This presidency well, in this administration has completely removed any security on the border. We have none. None. Is there anything that somebody as a border guard can do? I mean, when they're on the other side, they're their sovereign country, which is allowing them to rip down the wall, they're allowed to do it. There needs to be a buffer zone. And and that buffer zone means, yeah, you get close to that wall on either side and try to do harm to it, you're, you're, you're facing, you know, instant corporal punishment, which could be death. In other words, you're, you're they, trying to they, breach they, that they wall. They laugh at this. They laugh at this. We have, we have a, a presidency and an administration that has removed any uh, control any of our own border to a bunch of illegal cartels south of the border. They really control the border. The people who really run the border are not the border patrol like it should be or the National wow. Guard. Let me tell you another story. Do you remember those orange uh, buoys that they put in the Rio Grande? Texas put a yeah. bunch of buoys in, in the Rio right. Grande. Right. Um, a three-judge appellate panel in uh, Texas uh, denied a request to keep them there and ordered that they be removed. Now, were those judges conservative or liberal Well, it's judges? funny you should say that, Bill, because one of them, there was a two-to-one decision, right? So uh, one of them was a Biden appointee judge. So if you don't think 
there's a correlation between who is being appointed and what they're doing, you know, how they're ruling. I mean, this was a Biden-appointed judge, and that Biden-appointed judge said, sorry, those buoys have got to go. Let me re- well, what uh, are the other two? Or who, who appointed them, or what says, was their lien? In a two-to-one decision, a panel of the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals rejected Texas' request to overrule a federal district judge who ordered the state uh, in September to remove the controversial barrier. Judge Dana Douglas, an appointee of President Joe Biden, wrote in the panel's majority opinion that the district judge had appropriately, quote, considered the threat to navigation and federal government operations on the Rio Grande, as well as the potential threat to human life uh, the floating barrier created. That's a crock. First of all, navigation, we're not Yeah, talking- I was going to say, what, what uh, you know, I've been over that yeah, river before. I'm sure you have. And I, and, uh, I didn't see any navigation going on well, on, you, on you, the river at all. You can, you can swim... It, uh, from one you side to walk. the other. Yeah, it's true. Um, Come on, you know, like my boat would sit there and it would be, uh, you know, sandbarred in a minute in the middle of that river. Well, you know, and it gets me that these judges have the power over a state. Now, you know, the, the state should be able to say that's our border. Those buoys are going in. And your ruling be damned. Now, here's what the ending said, and I thought this was interesting. Uh, uh, Let me just uh, turn the page here. It says, Abbott said the circuit court's decision was completely wrong and that he and Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton would seek an immediate on-bank hearing. On-bank, that's French for, I guess, uh, white hearing. Probably means clean hearing. Uh, which is granted, it would uh, convene all the the court judges to rehear the case, which will do absolutely no good. If you're putting the same people in to decide the decision and expecting a different result, I think that's what uh, they used to call the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Um, But I guess you have to do stuff like that. I don't know why they just can't appeal it up the chain. Can can if they if these are federal circuit court of appeals judges, why can't this they is, go to the this next This is level? Texas, right? Yeah. This yeah, is- you go to the same judge over I was involved in a case, not about me, but and I'm not going into details, but we went through several appeals, and everything went to the same damn three arbitrating judges, and that's the way it was and you know, many wow. times their opinion came back and sat there and favored the case, saying, "Yeah, you got a point there, but we've already made a decision on this." I, I can't. So it uh, didn't matter. I can't figure out uh, what's going. I mean, I I do know what's going on. The, what's going on is there's a, in my opinion, it's just my humble opinion. In my opinion, there is a a dark element in our society, in our government, in our society. That really runs the show. Well, it runs the show, and they've just dis- they've determined that borders are an inconvenience to what they want to do long term. They want true. they want people in here. 
They want lots of people in here. They want confusion. They want unrest. And they want control. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, you got to remember one thing. It's a simple point. And that is that before Texas was a red state, it was a blue state. And when the blue get yeah. in, they entrench. And they're all over the place. So... Yeah, the red became a red state by the people. The people wanted it to be red. But the blue are still entrenched all over the place. And when they're in control, especially in positions of power and law, the law dictates what they want it to achieve for them. It doesn't have any legal bearing, in my opinion, whatsoever. It happens to be what's good for them. Well, the uh, the border is going to be, I think it's going to be, if you think it's bad now, I, I don't know if you heard this, last week alone, over 9,000 people came across the border. Now, those are the people that they counted. It doesn't, it doesn't take into consideration all the gotaways. And, and they said for every one they count, figure there's four gotaways. People, mm -hmm. They tell you one on one to one. No, uh, I was listening to a report from one of the reporters down there. They said, no, nah. as soon as the gotaways get beyond the cameras, you can't tell who's coming across the border and there's nobody there to stop them. And, and that's the problem we have now. We have, we have just, if they say that we have 12 million people who have come across the border, I would double it's probably it. 24. Yeah. Yeah. No, we've got we've got a couple of states worth of people there. I mean, we've got an entire nation within yeah. our nation yeah. of illegals, and they're working diligently now to challenge anybody's authority to say that they don't have the right to vote. They're giving them the right to vote. Sure they are. They're giving them the right to drive. They're giving them everything they need because the Democrats realized a while back that they didn't control the black vote anymore, and they sure as hell aren't controlling the Spanish vote that are going conservative. It's not because they love Republicans, but they have core values. All of them do. And they're not being led around, you know, by somebody stuffing both their fingers up their nose and, he, and pulling them along. And here's what you have. you Like you just said, you have the black vote is going uh, towards the conservative candidates. The, the, Spanish votes are going towards, the Latino votes are going toward conservative candidates. But you get a bunch of people who are completely dependent on survival in, in, in your country. I mean, I'm talking, you get 12 million people who are living in hotels that you're paying for, eating food that, you know, quote, you're paying for, meaning the government. Uh, you're going to become dependent. You're going to do what they want you to do because they don't, you're not going to want to lose your room or your food or your health care or even the $2,500 a month you're getting free from the government just yeah. for spending money. Does that not uh, impose a new form of entitlement with all these people here? Absolutely you know, we have, does, Bill. You yeah. know, and then you wonder, everyone, now, they're losing the young vote now because of Bidenomics and the American dream, and I say that because... The housing prices, the the prices are up, the interest rates are up. Uh, they came down a little bit, but either way, when that happens, when the market shifts to where it's not affordable to buy a home, you rent. 
But what had happened beforehand and is happening now, and Trump's case is kind of a, an example of it in a wayward way because they're talking about how credit works. Credit doesn't mean a damn thing for commercial investments. It really doesn't. You walk in with cash or you walk in with the backing or you make the deal and you got it, you own it. But you want to rent when you're when things are high. Now, the other course is you want to own because you dictate the prices. And I'm sitting there going, you know, if you're a landlord, um, you've got guaranteed money out there, Section 8s and different types of housing programs that would pay for these illegals. So in other words, whether you're black, you're Hispanic, or you're white, we are now the impoverished class that has been ruled out because we don't vote for them. Well, we are. Does that make sense? Yeah, we are. Uh, you know, I, I don't know whether, even if we get Trump into office, uh, whether we he can fix it, whether he can fix it. I, I truly, I truly, I hope he can. I hope he's got a plan, but I do think he cannot do it by himself. Meaning it can't be one guy with an idea and then he's going to spread it out and make it work over four years. I think he's got to have, uh, like uh, some, uh, maybe the military behind him. I don't mean as a coup type thing, but he's going to need some solid support some to make uh, whatever corrections he has to make uh, work, you know? Um, mm -hmm. Another thing that happened, getting you, you remember uh, Derek Chauvin? Derek Chauvin was the cop who... Yeah, he was stabbed 22 times. Yeah, he, he supposedly... He supposedly uh, killed uh, George Floyd. There's a lot of talk about that. You know, they. You know the 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 move that he had. That is a training move. Yeah, I have it was a son approved. In law enforcement. It was approved. It's an approved move. Yeah. Now I saw the video. You know, he might have had some arrogance and stuff to it, but let's let's okay. You want to give him and uh, judge him on his character? Let's go to Floyd. I mean, this guy was doped up. And he didn't die from the move. He died right. from his drugs that he had done. And he was a sexual abuser. Let's just sit there. Let's, let's no, call No, Floyd no, no, no. This is St. George Floyd we're talking about. They have statues for him. Presidents go to his funeral. Uh, this is not a, you know, this is, and in the meantime, Chauvin he was, was a piece of, he was yeah. a piece of dirt. Well, Chauvin goes to jail and, uh, like, like, Bill just, that, like Bill just said, he got he got stabbed 22 times. 22 times. They didn't tell us that until yesterday. First, they said he was uh, attacked. There was no uh, further details. Stabbing somebody 22 times is not just attack. That's murder, attempted murder. Anyway, the guy they got who, uh, who did it is... This is the piece de resistance. His name is John Terzak. And he, Mexican he, mafia guy. Yeah, yeah but before, above all that stuff, you know, there's an investigation going on right now. The FBI is actually taking over this uh, prison investigation to find out what was going on with this guy, Terzak. Well, there's another little interesting side note here. Uh, Terzak was an FBI informant. He was mm. being paid by the FBI. Yeah. You can't, as it says in the article here, you can't make this stuff up. 
Yeah, you, you so can't. he was trying to take Floyd out because if the truth be known, and Floyd has maintained even, see, I don't understand why Floyd pleaded guilty. And, well, I do. You mean Chauvin, I know, Chauvin. Oh, Chauvin, yeah. I mean, uh, Chauvin pleaded guilty because, but then again, I do because sometimes, you know, they do the chicanery thing. I mentioned it before. Look, if you just comp out to this plea, everything's going to yeah, be easy. You'll be out of prison in two or three years. You know. Yeah, and you know what? You're going to get off for time served just from the get-go. We're yep. not going to lock you up. Just just plead to it, and let's get this over. You don't really want to go through the fight because it's going to be bad if you do. So, yeah, okay, that sounds good to me. And then all of a sudden, click, click. Wait, what are you doing? Oh, you pleaded guilty. Yeah, but you said, uh, we didn't say anything. Yeah, yeah. He, you, you, <laughs> you believed sucker. us. Yeah, you believed us. We're the you were we're the U.S. government. We wouldn't lie to you. We <laughs> twist your arm a bit, but we wouldn't lie. <laughs> so for anyone uh, to hear, he is he's uh, I don't know, twenty two uh, stab wounds, Bill. I mean, that's he, he must have been like a pin cushion when they when they found him. It's uh, amazing that uh, he survived. Now I don't know if. How is he doing now? Did he? I haven't heard. Uh, all I know is that he, first of all, I mean, when I saw the story yesterday, condition. when I saw the story yesterday, they said he was assaulted. You know, they made it sound like he was bumped into in the hallway. You know, then they said he was shivved, and I figured that's one stick. Now I heard. I t I look at the story today, and they say twenty-two times. I mean, that's getting on top of Sony. Seriously. That's getting on top of somebody and just literally going nuts with a knife. 22 well, times. The guys, uh, that would be a hard one to survive. It'll take years of recovery if he even pulls through yeah. it. And, you know, if an FBI operative that was part of a cartel gang, hmm, interesting combination yeah. there, got to him, do you not think that somebody in intensive care couldn't change a drip of oh hey Bill of critical yeah. fluid? They want this guy gone because it could hurt them in the long run. You know, people will say you guys have been watching too many movies, but uh, where do you think the movies get a lot of their ideas? Mm -hmm. They get them from real stories. You know, uh, hey, look, they got the, the Dems are getting ready to uh, what is it? Uh, what's the guy's name? Oliver Stone or whatever. Uh, yeah. All, all of a sudden, are they trying to criticize him now? Because he was uh, he made some comments last week about. Yeah. Uh, well, there's a movie coming out. Apparently a Danish filmmaker has yeah. been working on it since 2018. And it's basically it's uh, I think it's a anti-Trump movie. If I'm not so they're they're getting this ready. But, they haven't released it but yet. Stone, gonna... But Stone actually kind of sounded like he was pro-Trump in the interview I saw. That was the thing that drove them nuts. Maybe I'm wrong. And, and I, right. as I say that, I can see from the expression of my partner's face that he's already looking up the uh well, I'm trying to see if I can go to the story. My printer ran out of ink again, and I don't uh, keep okay. spares. Hey, I got to tell you, uh, you know, we were talking about uh, about stabbings and things like that and the real stories behind them. Listen to this. While campaigning in, Ohio, in Iowa this week, GOP presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy met up with an unexpected guest 
who had important advice for him. Uh, Ramaswamy has been one of the most forceful uh, critics against the corrupt political establishment and the deep state. He has consistently called for shutting down the FBI and ending America's overseas conflicts, which defense contractors have made a killing you know, with for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, moreover, Ramaswamy has proven to be a staunch defender of President Trump during the kangaroo court trials. So even though he's running technically against Trump, he has not badmouthed or tried to submarine President Trump. Well, let, listen yeah. to this. All he right. was out in, a, in this crowd in Iowa. This is a couple of days ago. You have to listen very carefully, all right? Listen carefully. Very, very carefully. And then, and then I'll explain. If you don't catch it, I'll explain at the end what they're saying. Listen, this is Vivek Ramaswamy talking to uh, someone in the crowd who is a retired FBI agent and his wife, okay? And they seem to have some information that kind of takes him aback. Listen. What's your name, sir? Mike Wyatt. Uh, Mike, good to meet you. But you were my girl. When I went in, it was fidelity, bravery, integrity. It broken my heart. This can't be. This can't go on. And we will, we will, I, and I like the way you're pushing, because it's the, it, you, you, those are my instincts, right? But I can tell you what we can immediately get done. Well, thank you for your service. Fire, but choose us, be careful. I will, we, we will. I mean, we're guided by our purpose. And I know, I know that it can get ugly. You mean, you mean, like, yes, be careful, be careful. Very careful. Yeah. 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 What did you do in the bureau? Um, I worked, uh, I was a SWAT guy, but I worked counterintelligence and uh, counterterrorism. And I was one of those guys that was convinced uh, they were never doing it. Uh, you, you, how, many years were, how many years were you in the FBI? 22. I was a cop before that. Okay. And you, you're worried? Yes. I'm worried. Okay. You, it's retired. It's what would you do in my shoes? I get some very, very competent help. Okay. And some very competent people do some intelligence work for you before you went places. Okay. Just walk around, talk to people, maybe get a feeling. Okay. Because you know, I played for a living. I had people to tell me what they didn't want to tell me. And the other thing is, I'm now an entrepreneur. I'm trying to follow in your footsteps, but I don't think my worm farm is going to catch up. With okay. You. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. We'll take that seriously, man. I, uh, I, I'm reading between the lines of what you're saying, and we got you. Okay. Thank you. We'll take care of ourselves. And you've seen how aggressive these alphabet organizations yes. have become. They're coming after you. Yeah, no doubt about it. But we're ready. If, okay. We'll be ready. If you think you're going back into private life, if this doesn't work out. They're coming. Okay. I appreciate that. Thank you. Now, did you listen to, he had to listen carefully, mm-hmm. but he said, he said to Ramaswamy, uh, I would get some very competent help and some very competent intelligence people. And then his wife, who seemed to have a handle on what was going on too, they didn't say what her background was, but I sensed that maybe she had a, a similar background to her husband. She said to him, if you think that if this ends and it doesn't work out, you're going to go back into private life, you're mistaken. They're coming after you. Now, this is a retired FBI agent. He worked in SWAT, and in, uh, he also worked in intelligence. 
So all I can tell you, folks, is, you know, all the stuff you're hearing about the FBI right now and their tactics, apparently a lot of it is true. A lot of it is true. And I'm not saying every every FBI agent is uh, this way. I think I think there are a lot of patriots who are FBI agents. Just by the sheer numbers of them, they have to be. Because, I mean, there's a lot of FBI agents. But I think that the tip of the spear, I think the guys who run the operation, I don't think they're on our side. I think that the, the guys who maneuver and put things in place and make the uh, the critical decisions uh, are not working on our on our behalf. Well, you know, my theory is is that there. You know, we've always talked about there's there's another government or party, and it's like a uniparty, but it's uh, the we call it the deep state. I think they effectively infiltrated the Democrats. They own that party. Yeah. But they are crossing and bleeding over into the Republican Party. And that was evident yesterday with uh, George Soros. Now, it's ironic that George actually had an ally in Fetterman who said this is not right. Oh, you you mean George Santos. George Santos, not George Soros. Yeah, yeah, Santos. I'm getting the S's back to (laughs) Santos. Yes. Um, But anyway, with Fetterman saying, no, it's not right, you know, with – what's going on that's true and he's right you know uh and i kind of wonder if maybe you know that was a democratic stronghold that he wanted and all of a sudden um you know he uh but you know i could see where the people were ticked off and said it's time for a change this guy came along but i know damn good and well the democrats vet everybody they know everything about you before you even sit there and say yep i'm running they're going to pull out everything that they got against you at the appropriate time. You know? Yeah. In other words, what I'm saying is they let him get in thinking that he's probably not going to do anything. And then all of a sudden, Hey, the guy actually was doing stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and all that's of- true. They, I, in my opinion, he only had a year left. They should have said, look at, all right, now your constituents know that you don't have the background you say you have. Uh, but considering we only have one year left, and you were voted in legally, he didn't. He didn't cheat. Well, let me ask you a question. Now that he has been ousted, is there anything to stop him from running again and the people voting him back in? Because then he's not vote uh, being. I don't run know. Under I do folks. not know. I do not know. As a matter of fact, Bill, I I don't think. I don't think there is. I think he can run again. I well, could be wrong. He, he, He's expelled he, from this Congress. Each Congress is like a separate unit, you know? Yeah. Why doesn't he sit there and go, because he's got people that backed him, say, okay, you know, I embellished my resume. I admitted that before, and I come to you again. Here's what my record was that I did, and embrace the people that voted for him and say, you know, the Republicans – We've exposed them. Now I'm an independent, which means you can still vote for me. It, it is and, kind of funny when you think about it, Bill, that the the people who voted him out of Congress, so many of them are corrupt as hell. So yeah. many, so many of them are 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 just they're swamp dwellers, folks. They're bottom well, feeders, and yet they had the audacity to look down their nose at him. 
and say, oh, you're not good enough to be here. Well, he's going to be rich, I think, because what's going to happen here, he already said it. He goes, yeah, he knew the vote was coming. And he, he voted no to expel himself. He yeah. got to vote on his, his own self. But he said, yeah, when this is over, you can bet I'm writing a book. And I'm going like, that might be interesting to read because, okay, if, if this guy, if they're saying he's all that he is, you don't think for a minute he's not going to rat out the ship and say, well, this guy does this, this person does that, that woman yeah. does this, this is the dirt. You know, he's whether he does that book or not, he's got a target on his head, so he may as well write the book. Yeah. And if I were him, run again. Well, uh, I'm not. A, I'm not. I'm not a fan no, of what he did. No, don't, no, don't no, take that. Well, look at. He got caught. He admitted to it. But like you said, when it come when it came to doing the job, he did it. And and a lot of the uh, representatives that we've had over the years, some of them didn't even have high school educations, and yet right. they were representatives. So it's not like he had to have some special, you know, a scholastic requirement to be a, a, a congressman. You don't. You can be huh. a high school dropout, and, and if you get the vote and you get voted in, you can be. Well, look at some of the clowns we have in there right now. They can't. I swear some of these people, they can't write a sentence. They, right. they, they can't add uh, and subtract. And yet these are people that uh, some districts voted in. I've seen it. There's one yep. guy. Do you remember the guy, Bill, who uh, he was afraid that an island was going to have too many people on it and it was going to flip over? So help me God. I can't remember the guy's name. I, I so, so islands uh, float, kind of like uh, some politicians yeah, do. Yeah, this guy thought if too many people get on this island, it will flip over and there'll be a problem. I thought, oh, my dear God, this guy's in Congress, and he's voting for people. Holy smokes. Oh, here's that uh, the thing that we were yeah. talking about, Oliver Stone. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's a Danish filmmaker. He got the rights to A Storm Foretold, a documentary about Trump advisor Roger Stone that becomes more urgent as the 2024 presidential election inches closer with every passing day. Danish filmmaker Christopher is it uh, Gold Branson uh, directed the documentary, which is based on intimate access he gained to Stone over a sustained? Oh, so it's not it's not anti Trump. It's not anti Trump. It'll be it'll be if it's uh, Stone who gave the access. Stone is a very pro Trump guy, uh, so it'll be a very I I think it'll be an honest evaluation of the situation. Well, let's see, because, yeah, they're saying in the middle of uh, Trump's presidency, he was the uh, he was with Stone right up through the 2020 election. And he documented the self-described political dirty tricksters attempts to sow doubts about the election results. Ooh, that that could be good. That could be good. Um, yeah, I, but I'm not going to predict whether it's a good or uh, good well, piece or bad piece. Because that last line says, eh, that well, might be a hit if he piece. documents the dirty tricksters, the dirty tricksters are the people who are going after Trump. You know right. what I'm saying? Now, Those... if that's the case, but this comes from mainstream media, so they're not going to promote anything unless they think it is pro them. Yeah. So, and it goes back to the January 6th uh, investigation. Let's see, because we know tricksters, dirty, 
that's that. But they're going to hold to that lie. And now they say Trump can be sued I mean, over January 6th. And I'm going, he didn't do anything. But they're saying, you know, his words, fight like hell. Well, Schumer did, you know, worse than that. He threatened to take people out. He was, he threatened to have uh, uh, Kavanaugh and Gorsuch, uh, two Supreme Court justices. Uh, he, it sounded like bodily harm. Remember? I'm sure talking did. to so you, Kavanaugh. One of the, why doesn't somebody grow a pair and, and sue him? Yeah. Because they just opened that door. Well, you know, right now, you still will hear people say, Oh, the things that happened on January 6th it was the worst thing that ever happened. It was it was a fascistic uh, act, and uh, those MAGA people should be punished. I this goes back to even to my friend who is a, mm-hmm. a liberal who she she thinks that uh, it was a fascistic act. But let me tell you something. Uh, I saw. You know the, the video is out. A lot of video has been released uh, uh, showing what's going, what happened on January sixth. This is that video that we didn't see and and wasn't shown at the January sixth committee uh, right. hearing. And uh, there was a video posted on YouTube that was so uh, accurate. They say that YouTube had to pull it. YouTube put mm-hmm. up it broke our policies. Off it goes, but. Oh, we know about getting but, yanked off of YouTube. But the video was on Twitter. Yeah. And and Twitter uh, allowed it to be shown. And the video is, uh, it explains that a lot of the people who were there on January 6th causing trouble were uh, actors. They were there. Oh, yeah. they, they had roles to play. It shows them being coached on the sidelines before they're sent into the game. It shows yeah. it shows some of them who have blood on them, it being put on them, like in Hollywood, you know, like uh, he, he, we need to get some some blood on your face. They, a guy would come over with a bottle, like a ketchup bottle, and pour blood. This is on the sidelines at the Capitol on January mm. 6th. But do you think so, they would talk about that at the January 6th hearing? No. Kind of like a real life Hunger Games, huh? Yeah, this 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 is uh, and you notice how how little information we're getting about that video. We're getting basically nothing. You would think that in the old days, I mean, in the old days, uh, NBC, CBS, or ABC would have grabbed all that footage, would have put a bunch of editors and producers on the job, and would have put together some incredible documentary from that footage. They've done nothing. <laughs> they've no. ignored its existence. They have said nothing about it, and uh, it's it's being left to people on the internet, like this guy I was telling you about who got kicked off YouTube. You're saying, well, why would they kick him off YouTube? Probably because it's owned by Google, you know. Yeah. And, and we all know where uh, Google stands. Hey, uh, um, another thing, Bill, I wanted to uh, point out: a protester set uh, herself uh, on fire outside the Israeli consulate. In oh, Atlanta. Yeah. Bad. Yeah. In bad shape, too. Yeah. Well, that was a smart move on her part. Yeah. Sure. To prove what I'm thinking, I'm going to light myself on fire. Well, go light yourself. Wow. Up. You know, you know what, I mean, I hate to I hate to say something like that, but if you're that stupid. What kind of moron would do so? I mean, seriously. Uh, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna fix you. I'm gonna kill me. No, 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 no. There's something wrong with that whole premise. Yeah, yeah and they yeah, think yeah. they think there's something great waiting for them on the other side, and there is something great on the other side. But for what they just did, not maybe so not much. so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Holy smokes. Uh, also, uh, you know, we talk about people say, well, you know, those illegals that come into our country, they're just people who want to to help their families get a better life and, and to uh, to move on in the world. Well, uh, an illegal alien was charged with capital murder for fatally shooting two sisters in the head last week at their really? Dallas, Texas home. Jose Santiago Juarez, uh, Chavez, I guess, 50, fatally shot two sisters, Catalina Valdez Andrade, 47, and Merced Andrade Bayonne, 43, on November 24th in the early morning hours. So there you go. There's a guy who was in the country illegally, and those two women, by the way, I would say, uh, if he had been kept out of the country, if he had been told you cannot come across because you don't have the papers, you're, you would be here illegal. Or if you do come across, we're going to put you in jail. Then those two sisters would be alive today. But, you know, and then, but Joe Biden and all of his staff, they just go out and have a good time on Nantucket and uh, have yeah. that. Well, you know. you know, he's celebrating his career as a professor, too. Apparently, oh, I heard about Biden. That. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He said that he taught at the University of Pennsylvania. I live in Pennsylvania. You do too, don't yes, you? I do. Yeah, did you ever remember? I didn't know that. He, he uh, I mean, I would I would have taken the class to learn how to be a crook, but apparently, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Newsflash, he never taught a single class. <laughs> you, mean, so, you mean Joe is lying? Well, either that or he's got dementia. I, I you know, either way, you know, when are we going to wake up and get rid of this listen, clown? I think I have the audio uh, of oh, Joe, of I think. You yeah, well, I taught at the University of Pennsylvania for four years, and I also taught uh, at law school. And uh, the idea that democracy is inevitable is just not true. So he taught at the University of Pennsylvania for four years, and he also taught in law school. Does he what not law think, school? Does he not? I don't know. He didn't say. Does he not say though? Does he not think that there are like records, employment records that, that can be checked? I mean, uh, and they do check. Well, them. let's be honest. Democrats fact checked. Oh, they'll fact check the Republicans. Mm-hmm. They as a whole, will not fact-check themselves unless it's somebody they want to vote out of the club, uh, and which is what happened to uh, George Santos. He got voted out of the club, and apparently yes. the club includes Democrats and some Republicans who have to be a member of the yes, club. Yes, of course. Have you got a play. call? Oh, yes. That's right. So, you know, otherwise, you can't play the game. I'm sorry, <laughs> but you're booted. Uh, you got it. Hey, uh, Biden's Department of uh, Justice has slapped a whopping $700,000 fine on Covenant Transport and oh, the, affi- yeah, the affiliated uh, transport management services, both stellar examples of Tennessee's robust transportation sector. 
The recent decision by the Department of Justice to impose a $700,000 fine on Covenant Transport, a Christian trucking company based in Chattanooga, raises significant concerns about the overreach of federal power and the disregard for the realities faced by businesses uh, in, uh, in, in the workforce. Uh, apparently mm. what they did was they had the audacity, the audacity yes. to ask their employees if they were legal citizens or they were here in this country legally. They were vetting the credibility. They of were their... vetting their employees. Bill. I mean, you know, well, I need to go back because every job I never got where I was asked for my driver's license and different information to prove that I was a legal citizen. Yeah. Well, that was the reason I didn't get the job. Yes. Well, you could, you could actually. Because I was a legal citizen. Bill, so, so much of what was up is down, and so much of what was down is now up. Everything is topsy-turvy. It makes people. you want to throw up or down or something. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> throw down. Makes you want to. <laughs> makes you want to toss your cookies. Is what it makes you want to do. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. Anyways, uh, what else do we have to talk about this morning? You heard about the appeals court uh, on Thursday reinstated the gag order with uh, President Trump. It, it, this is amazing. If you don't think these people are, if it's not a rigged situation, this appeals court. Is required. It's required for them to tell you why they have done something. Their decision has to be on paper. They have to explain it to you, you know. Uh, and, and apparently, uh, these these people in the appeals court decided we're not going to explain it to you. Tr tr make us, <laughs> make us explain it to you. They just said uh, the gag order is reinstated. Have a good day. Goodbye. Didn't say why. Didn't say that. Here's the reasons why we're reinstating it. It's and, and truly, folks, if you if you the system is rigged. Mm -hmm. I I don't know how to tell you this. They they walk around with their robes. They walk around with the uh, the the cover of respectability draped over them. And these are these are bums. These are these are people who uh, have sold their soul. They've, they've sold their soul. You, you can't do stuff like this. It's The legal system is supposed to be, supposed to be a pristine system, uh, meaning clean, that when you go there and you put your complaint on the table, or, or, you know, it's supposed to be evaluated objectively and honestly. But then when you get creeps like this who are in positions of power, you know, in the appellate division of the New York uh, whatever court, you think, oh, my God, he's judge so-and-so. You know, let me explain. My dad used to be a – my late father was a very successful attorney for a number of years in Massachusetts. And he – it was in, during a time in the 40s, 50s, and 60s when you gave a lot of deference to judges. I mean, they were almost like uh, – they were like saints who were alive in your community. Oh, that's Judge So and So. Oh my God, is that Judge So and So? He's here and he's having dinner in the same restaurant we're eating. And my God, hello, Judge. I can remember my dad waving hi, Judge. Like because they they had this aura about them that they 
They were mm-hmm. they were beacons, islands of honesty. Nah, not anymore. Beacons of truth, yeah. Not anymore. These guys, look what happened in Texas. We just talked about it a little while ago with the buoys. Uh, they decided, ah, the the buoys are go. Uh, buoys are going. They're going to be packed up and taken away because it slows down the, uh, you know, our our goal. Our goal is to allow as many illegals in the country as possible. You know, I mean, the, never mind the fact, by the way, never mind the fact that the majority of Americans want a secure border. That's a fact. That is statistics. That's not me making it up. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just saw this interesting. Elon Musk, speaking of being a beacon of truth, mm-hmm. you know, and he's uh, he's been a player now that uh, the left yeah. doesn't like. Walmart proved their true colors. Oh, I heard this, Bill, yeah. They decided to cease advertising uh, with the X platform, and they're giving up. Well, Tucker brings in 88 million people plus for a podcast. That's 88 million people, Walmart. That should stop shopping with you. (laughs) I'm looking at my my meters on my controls here. I begged them. Yes, you did. I think you broke them. There's no limiter or compressor in the world that could keep my voice down (laughs) if I decide to use it. Let me tell you, though. (laughs) Let me tell you about uh, the the mistake they're making. You, You know, you remember a couple of days ago, Elon Musk. First of all, he, he like we talked about, he's the mm. richest man in the world, and um, he he said they're going to try to bribe me with money, with with money, and then he said the you know blank you you know, um, mm. well, this is the rest of the story. Yesterday, mm. uh, Walt Disney. Uh, I guess they had the biggest drop in me- membership of their cable, you know, uh, with the Disney Plus. A-, a bunch of people closed their accounts. I mean, thousands closed their accounts. Check you can ch- check on it. Um, I thought that was amazing, and, and I guess it was the biggest in their history. Uh, yeah. Uh, let me. See well, that's too freaking bad. Yeah. So, I mean, people are starting to say, "Oh, yeah, that's that's what you're going to do, Disney. You're going to you're going to stop advertising on Twitter because it's a it's an island of honesty." Well, then here's the here, here's the naked truth. Yeah, uh, I know I'm one little guy who subscribes to your Disney Channel, but I don't want you in my house anymore. Goodbye. See ya. And yep. you know what? For them to win the trust to get them back, oh. forget it. Forget about it. I, you know, I, I, I was thinking about that this morning, Bill. How did they recover? At some point, I think they just issued, they had a movie come out this past weekend. It was supposed to be a blockbuster. They invested $200 million in production, and it made like 15 bucks. Not really. But, you know, I mean, it, 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 it it's a stiff. It is. It tanked. And this is not the first one that Disney's done like that. They have a whole string of movies they've released that they put a lot of money and time into that have t- gone down the uh, toilet. And I guess the question is, how did they recover? Like you just said, I, I don't know whether they, I mean, even if they came out with a mea culpa, even if they came out and said, look it, we did this. We were very we wrong. We're never going to do it again. 
We're going to concentrate on great entertainment, and that's it. Our well, job the problem is- with that is is that we know their true colors, and that will never change. They can change their policy and be sincere about it, but you've already flown your colors, and yes. you've already shivved me with that knife and twisted it. So yeah. now this is your payback. I got to believe that Sam Walton, the original Sam Walton, oh is rolling God. over in his grave. He probably wants to crawl out of the ground right now and knock his sons out, you know? You ever wonder why companies lose millions of dollars and they double down? Uh, Target. You remember all the thing with remember when Target was having all of these transgender displays in the front of their store and mm-hmm. they were trying to be very woke and it backfired on them. First they moved everything to the back of the store thinking that nobody would check, and then they took it out of the store. Well, Target's doubling down on more stuff for this season with their transgender views, and they want the world to know about it. It's like, wait a second, you you would have thought that you saw your mistake and you rectified it, but instead you're doubling down. Sometimes it makes me wonder, who is really backing these companies? Is it beyond a, just a, a business deal, or is it is it more? Are the richest people in the world maybe backing these companies so that they have control over these stores like Target? I'm saying, I, and I'm, I have nothing to base this on. It's just an opinion, you know, a question. You know, from from the point of view in tar- for Target's situation, right. You know, going after an audience, well, that's one thing. I get that. You know, they're going, well, we need to be transgender-friendly or LGBTQ-friendly. Nothing wrong with that. But when you sit there and make it your driving force, you know, well, we're going to take this over this. Well, wait a minute now. Now, that's a problem, you know. Uh, I'm I'm a grown boy. I understand that there are people that uh, view things differently than I do. And... But well, I'll the, accept that. The thing is, but, it looked to them, it, it, it was, I think their problem was last time, Bill, that they were they were selling stuff to children. They were, they yeah. were, the advertising campaign was promoting transgender clothes to kids or something like that, if I remember correctly. Again, it's just off the top of my head. And, uh, but I think at some point they said, no, this isn't working. They stopped. But they've doubled down again on their their woke stance, and you know it's like it would it would be like Budweiser coming out with another campaign with Dylan Mulvaney, you know. And mm. I mean, it would be like them saying, "Hey, you know, up yours." Here's Dylan with more beer uh, stuff. Oh, he's making money now. I think it's like, uh, oh, it's twenty five hundred dollars an hour, maybe more than that, twenty five thousand just to go out and. Well, they they, they put him. They put. I think it was Forbes who put him down as one of the top uh, influences under thirty. You know. In the yeah, country. I mean, well, you know, and is he for? He never got a change or anything like that. He just claims and he and he talks uh, effeminately, but you know, and that, that's his trick. That's his trick. Well, but he, I he it's tanked, a gimmick. He tanked Budweiser, but have you noticed Budweiser? They're uh, where did I see their, they're putting a lot of subliminal advertising out there to make people see Budweiser bottles again in, uh, in uh, movies and things like that, just to 
kind of get it back into the eyes of the public, like it's okay to drink Bud again, Bud Light. Uh, I had heard they lost billions, billions of dollars. They did. Now, did the one son, the heir, ever uh, get to buy oh, it back? The, the Bush heir said, and I, I think we both saw it on TV, he said, I would love for Budweiser to sell it back to the, the family. That ain't going to happen. Well, they they would he would fix it. He would yeah. fix it because he sounded conservative. He said, you know, all yeah. you need is the, you know, right now it's it's uh, it's owned by a European country uh, company, rather. Uh, it's like Inbrand or something it, like that. Out of I out thought of, it was a German company that yeah, bought it. It is European country, a country yeah. company rather. And uh, I think if Bush were to buy it back. I think it's is it Anheuser Busch the third or something like that. It, it, it's somebody who yeah. was uh, in line. He said, "I'll buy it back and uh, we'll get it back in, into the uh, into the black. It'll make a it'll make a profit again." All you would have to do is say, "Hi, I'm Anheuser Busch. I just bought my product back. It's going to be what it was always: a great American beer." In, you know, and I think he'd be successful. Well, yeah, he could. I I know of a. Oh, well, I shouldn't go there. I'm just saying, I know of a brewery that's for sale because I know somebody is listing it. But uh, uh, well, it's on the eastern seaboard. But <laughs> either way, c'est la vie. Uh, interesting here is uh, Powder Keg America. Venezuela votes to uh, uh, in a referendum asking whether they should invade neighbor uh, Ghana and occupy 74 percent of its territory. Wow! You know about that. No, I, I missed that altogether. Uh, so there, there's some uh, upheaval in Venezuela. Venezuela is not a, a happy place to be right now. No, but I'm saying we got wars everywhere. We got the Russia, yeah. Ukraine, and uh, now they're trying to say that Russia is taking heavy casualties or not. They're blowing the hell out of the Ukraine. So you've got well that going on. You've got uh, Hamas, Israel, and you've got this. I mean, uh, skirmishes. Well. Out and out nasty fights breaking out everywhere all over the world. Yep. Uh, I wanted to play one more thing uh, before. I have wanted to play this uh, for the past couple of days, and I keep missing the opportunity. Um, when you think of the word, the two-word air marshal, what do you think of? Well, I would think of somebody that flies on the plane to keep it safe, but I know that they're they they've stretched beyond their boundaries. No, now no, no, they they're... they haven't stretched. They've been pushed beyond their boundaries. Well, uh, yeah, always being nice, polite. Uh, yeah, I want to play uh, this little cut here. It's about uh, air marshals. Listen carefully, folks. We're not flying right now. The only missions that we're doing are Quiet Skies missions, and those are missions that are following the January 2021 people. So we're either on the border uh, for illegal immigrants or we're following folks from January 2021. We're not doing our regular missions where we're out there looking for the bad guys. So right now on uh, most flights, you're not going to have air marshals. What do you mean by that you're following January 2021 people? What is that mean? That 
means our primary mission is a little group called Quiet Skies. It's a mission called Quiet Skies that we're following people that flew into the National Capital Region in January 2021. You did not have to go to the Capitol or the rally, and you've been put on a specific list that TSA now has assigned air marshals to follow these people who have not had uh, any type of criminal investigation. They haven't committed a crime, but yet three years later, we're following the same individuals day in and day out. So you're saying that air marshals are now following people that were at the Capitol uh, on January 6th, and they're not tracking terrorists at all. Well, they didn't even have to be at the Capitol, Carly. They could have just flown into the National Capital Region. So if anybody was there for um, a job interview, to visit family, we even had a gentleman that was there for a funeral. They put put on this domestic terrorist list just because of their geographic location to Washington, D.C. So these people did not even commit a crime. They weren't even at the Capitol. What? Do those people know that they're on this list? Some of them do because when they go to the airport, they get the quadruses on their boarding pass, and then they have to go through enhanced security. Then they're followed by teams of air marshals on, on any leg of flight that they have. So, yes, a lot of them do know that they're being followed, yet they haven't been vetted and they have not committed a crime. And three years later, we're still doing the same duty, and we followed the same people over and over for three years who are no threat to this country. So recently, we've had a ton of stories. Yeah. We've had a ton of stories about people who've uh, pulled the scenes on airplanes, you know, like uh, women will get up and start screaming and swearing, I want to get off the plane, or I'm being followed by that uh, man back there. All, all these mentally disturbed people, uh, all these stories have been out there. Aren't so disturbed. Well, well you know, but you think to yourself, where's the air marshal? Why isn't that guy standing up and saying, sit in your, your seat, ma'am, or I'm going to put you in shackles? I'm an air marshal. Well, you don't see him because they're not flying anymore. Air no. marshals aren't being allowed to do their job. Just like the Border Patrol isn't being allowed to do their job, air marshals are now being told to surveil people by car or whatever method necessary uh, to wherever they're going. If you were in Washington, D.C. on January 6th going to, like the woman said, a funeral, well, then you're on a list. That means that you're going to be followed wherever you go. If you go on a trip yeah. somewhere, they know funny it. How they, funny how they redesignated the name. What was it? Quiet Skies? Quiet Flight? Something like that? Quiet, quiet Flight. Sky? Quiet Skies. Yeah, they make it, they make it sound uh, gentle. You uh, know, like it's an extension of what they do. It's, yeah, that's not skies. an extension. That's that's a whole different classification. But it makes you wonder how far do they go and how far do they stretch on who they follow and 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 uh... Well, that's a good question, Bill. I'm glad you asked that because uh -oh. one of the people that is on that list and is being followed and surveilled is an 8-month-old child. Yes, an 8-month-old oh. child. Now you're saying an 8-month-old child. What's really interesting when you think about it, that's an 8-month-old child now, right? That means that the child didn't exist in 2020. The child wasn't even a glimmer in the eyes of her father. All right. The, the, the child wasn't even thought of in 2020, but now that eight month old child as of today is being surveilled because I guess her parents 
were on the list too, and they surveil everybody in the fan. They surveil them all. Eight months, no problem. We can surveil them. They're easier to surveil. Just hang around the carriage, you know? I mean, unbelievable. This is where our government is going right now. We've got to get some course corrections done. ASAP, we are still the greatest country in the world. When you think of the problems we have, understand that things are worse in other countries out there. That's that's the, the scary thing. I mean, our, well, our situation is bad, but I do think we can fix it. I, I think. You know, if they're surveilling people and, uh, you know, it's like tentacles of an oct- octopus. It uh, They go in a lot of different directions. So they might have somebody that they, they do surveillance on, but that person they're doing surveillance on, they touch other people's lives. And that's where the tentacles that I'm talking about come in because, you know, you might have been in Washington, but your buddy that you work with, but you're close to him, wasn't, has nothing to do with anything, but because you're connected, that means they're probably a, another tier of the surveillance. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And anybody that they know is another tier. It's like a pyramid. They are spy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a pyramid thing, and it just keeps on going and going and growing. That's exactly And right. so... You know, like I know I'm connected to D.C., so I know and I know damn good and well that, you know, it it has its advantages and disadvantages. It's like that thing this week, Bill, where they had, they asked for all of the Twitter uh, files on Trump, mm-hmm. on Trump. Right. And, and what they want to they want to look at the, the uh, Justice Department wants to see all the Twitter files on Trump, his social media stuff. And that would include anybody who liked anything that Trump had posted. Meaning if Trump posts something on Twitter and you, Joe Average American out there, said, oh, I like that. That's a good post. And you hit the like button. Now you're being surveilled, too. Like Bill said, it's part of a pyramid. It's not just, it isn't the only pyramid, Bill. There's a lot of pyramids that they're they're setting up here to get information on us. But imagine if, they, if they're tracking everything and just going a little bit beyond, but let's say you're somewhere mid-tier or even lower tier on that pyramid. Another pyramid could have a connection to you on your pyramid, and all of a sudden that builds a whole new connection. And, you know, they got algorithms, computers, and agents out there tracking everything because when you run what they are running, they're paranoid because they don't want anybody to catch on to what they're doing or what they're up to, if that makes sense. You remember what Trump said? Listen. Never forget everything this corrupt establishment is doing to me is all about preserving their power and control over the American people. If I renounced my beliefs, which I won't do, if I agreed to stay silent, if I stayed at home, if I said that a corrupt election was wonderful the persecution would stop immediately but i can't do that because i love our country far far too much and remember they're coming after me because i'm standing up for you and they're coming after you believe me they're coming up for you you hear that they're coming after us he said another, and another thing he said, they're only coming after me because I, I get in the way. 
meaning Trump gets in the way of them coming after after us. And um, the more and more the days and weeks progress, the more and more I feel like he was right on the money with that. You know, uh, when I hear that that uh, former FBI agent to warn Vivek Ramaswamy to be careful, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know that Trump is being uh, he's he's got his he's got himself in the crosshairs of, of uh, the other side. At some point, they're going to say we cannot stop the momentum. We can put him in jail, and he still gets stronger. We've got to do something more definitive. Mm-hmm. And they're gonna and they're gonna try to do something more definitive. I hope to God, I pray to God, that he is aware of this, and that he is protected, and uh, they know what they're doing. Because uh, I don't think it's going to end well if he's taking this for granted, if he's taking this lightly. I've heard people say, people who I respect and are in the know have said uh, quietly. Don't think that he hasn't already been targeted. Don't think that they haven't already tried to take him out because they have. So, yeah. A couple of things here. Washington Post, one of your favorite papers, right? Yeah, I heard about that. Laying off hundreds of people. Well, they're a left-leaning liberal source. Guess the government's not taking care of them or they'll they'll step in now to take care of them that, uh, you know. But uh, they're they're in trouble, and I feel sorry for anybody that's about to lose a job. But you, th- you should have thought about what you were doing and who you were doing it with before yeah. you did it. Yeah. Uh, that's all I have to say about that. The last operational blast furnace in America, U.S. Steel, is being extinguished, and we will officially be out of the steel making business. China is full-blown with it. Now, that doesn't mean that U.S. still has gone away. I haven't looked it up, but I'm sure that they have blast plants elsewhere. But uh, under the Biden administration and Democrats before him, we have gotten rid of, you know, one of the major. And I wonder, you know, Japan, going back to World War II, we had a steel industry. Japan didn't have it. So what did they do? They actually, and you know, my dad told the story, you know, but he would sit there and say, yeah, he knew something was happening when all of a sudden the railroad cars, the big box cars were being filled up with all the scrap metal. And it was going off on a railroad over to California to go on the ships. And they went off to Japan because they took that steel, they melted it down. They had the furnaces to do that. And they built their fleet, their navy, their arm machine that they took and shoved it right up our uh, Gluteus Maximus. It? Yes. Yeah, they they gave it they gave it back to us with interest. Well, so uh, are we going to put ourselves in that reverse situation where we're not manufacturing, and we go well? We need some scrap steel because we want to get in a rumble. Nah, you can't have it. You know, we always say to ourselves on the weekend update. We are going It'll be to shorter. make it shorter, <laughs> right? And we always fail. This is another example of how we just kept talking, and uh, we've gone I'll over. I'll put but, that over there, then. Uh, we'll just leave it alone. If you want to uh, call us, our number is 833-538-7868, 833-538-7868.
Mail at itsanotherday.com, mail at jimandbill.com, and jimandbill at mail.com. Okay, and with that, I think we uh, we can just wrap this thing up. Uh, we can do it in our traditional fashion because people all over the globe uh, sit patiently by their, their little uh, iPhones and iPads to hear you say, Hasta la vista, baby. We're out of here.